Welcome to Game Store Profits, where we talk about God, gaming, and groups. I'm your uh, co-host, Daniel Fisher, here with the master of mastermind, Mike Perna. Wow, I can't even fathom the last time I played Mastermind. That's a deep cut. <laughs> well, you know, I, I discussed uh, um, with our friend, Mr. Jeff Romo, about, um, you know, if he was here tonight, like, you've got to do this. You've got to call him the master of mastermind. You have to do it. You have to have to do it. And, of course, he wasn't able to make it with us today, but we will remember him in prayer and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, hopefully next time he'll be here. That is pretty much the hope every time. Like, like Jeff is working super hard right now. It is, it really is just that, that point where, you know, a lot of terrible things have all kind of converged at the same time. Yeah, it's never a good thing either. It, it's it's always hurtful to the family. So hopefully, hopefully all that will get cleared up in the very near future and we'll have Mr. Romo back. Yes, I cannot wait to that day. I miss him so much. I mean, I'm not saying that you're not awesome, but Jeff is, is my buddy. I, I really do miss him. Well, we will kind of circumnavigate the missing of him by talking about the fact that, well, technically you've been back for a while now, but you're back from Gen Con, and this is the first time you've been on here since that happened. Yes, I've been incredibly sick. Incredibly. So, I'll give you a lowdown. We always talk about con crud and the things that you can do to avoid it, but I did nothing to avoid con crud this time. I was kind of like, I'm immortal. I'll deal with this. <laughs> I'll be fine. So I'll, shake, I'll shake everyone's hand. I'll I'll drink uh, from every glass. And I'll hug all the babies. <laughs> anyway, so here we are. And, and a buddy of mine who um, lives just up the street from me went with us on the trip. And uh, here he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get me some of this emergency and I'm going to drink it every day. I was like, yeah, it's a waste of money. It stuff doesn't work. Well, you know, the day after the con... I was feeling kind of crappy, and I was like, how you feeling? He's like, I feel great. And I was, like, really kicking myself for not drinking emergency every, every <laughs> chance I got. But, no, I got Concred, which sucked. I brought it home, gave it to the baby. As soon as I started feeling a little bit better from Concred, my middle child, Andrew, developed strep. Then I caught it. And then, so me and him were both on antibiotics. I don't know how the baby didn't catch strep. I don't know how my wife didn't catch strep. My daughter ended up having some a cold issue. I don't know if it was concrete either. It just all around sucked after the convention. That's why I believe we should never leave the convention. <laughs> just always stay at the convention. Yes. And you'll be okay, people. Just don't leave the convention. You'll be all right because the convention fairies, while you're there, protect you. <laughs> well, I I don't know if that's actually I, I can only imagine the kind of petri dish that that long of a time at the convention would actually create. Yeah, it's kind of bad. And, and and you know, if I wouldn't work in the booth, I would probably be one of those people walking around with a face mask on. I saw them, and I kind of joked, <laughs> "That's not going to help." But you know what? It probably did. 
But anyway, so tell me a little bit about – well, the first thing I want to hear about, which is funny because it's probably going to be in reverse as far as time at the convention. The first thing I want to hear about is the the tavern meetup that happened at Gen Con this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. So, okay. So, that day, that Saturday, oh, that Saturday. So, what had happened was afterwards, we were all going to go. We're all – like, let's all go to the meetup. It was me – the entire team, Drew Dixon, uh, April Lynn, we're all like, all right, let's let's go to the convention, let's go to this, let's go grab something to eat on the way there, because a lot of people are like, well, I don't really want pizza and all this, and, and they're like, well, there's this deli on the way to the their hotel, and I was like, okay, that's fine, we'll, we'll go to that deli, and um, and so and I realized that the deli they were headed to was in the opposite direction of the hotel. And here I am walking with April Lynn and one of my other buddies, and I was like, they're going the opposite direction. I'm like, do we really want to eat at this deli? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just not so much. So you got to realize, though, I was carrying, um, let's see here, my game canopy. I was carrying my big duffel bag of games. That's already about 100 pounds of games right there. And I was pulling somebody's carry-on luggage that was packed full of games as well. So you you were a game mule, is what you were saying. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I ended up having to pack all... So we turned around and walked back to the hotel another mile. And we got to the hotel. And, and, and we got there and we ordered pizza with everybody. And, and ate the wonderful things that TR cooked for us. The, 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 the baked goods that were so delicious. And it makes me jealous now when I see pictures of his daughters. Put, his daughters put up, you know wonderful things that they're eating because their dad brought them to them while he's he, at work. He blew up Twitter with pictures of all sorts of tasty goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me sad and jealous because I want all sorts of cakes and goodness and I can't get them. And and why is it fair that they get them? <laughs> I, I want TR's baked goods is what it is. You know, I keep saying to my wife, we need to move there. And she's like, why? And I'm like, uh, employment opportunities. No, it's really to eat TR's food. He posts so much stuff to the Facebook. I want to eat it all. Anyway. So, yes, the meetup. <laughs> yeah, we played games. Um, I think the... Uh, we played... I can't remember the name of this game. April Lynn bought it. It was... Um, you're, you're like these spies, but you use letters to steal... Um, to steal monuments. So you're is, that, to, is that word domination? Yes. We played that. It was okay. Um, I would actually recommend it to my wife. I think she would really like it. But the game of the night that um, that was awesome, and I shouldn't really talk about it, was Trailer Park Wars. What? We, now? Played, we played the crap out of Trailer Park Wars. Okay. Have you, I, I have never even heard of this, but I can imagine the kind of game we're dealing with here. Tell me about Trailer Park Wars. Okay, well, first of all, this isn't a new game. Um, they have it at my comic shop. I've always noticed it for the past three years. I've never really bought the game. I just always noticed the bags of pink and yellow flamingos you can buy. So the point of the game is you have, I think it's six trailers. No, wait, eight, uh, eight trailers and um, in your trailer park. And you've got to, the person who wins is when all the flamingos run out. Whoever has the most pink flamingos wins. But the way you win is by your tenants, and the way you can lose is by your tenants. So what you do is you're literally um, 
trying to get the best tenants into your trailer park and put the worst tenants in your in your opponent's trailer parks and have bad things happen to their to them like um what was it uh, who 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 did that uh well one of our team members put a um meth lab in my trailer park so whenever my my uh meth head got moved out of my trailer park um whatever trailer he was in was automatically destroyed you know, and I moved him out. The trailer was destroyed, and I'm, you know, they 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 moved him back into my trailer park, which I then just called the cops on myself to destroy the trailer and get rid of him because <laughs> it was annoying. Um, you know, you get people and you marry them together, and it puts more than one person in a trailer, so you can use the other trailer for another tenant and get more people into the trailer park as well. And um, at the end, I beat everybody. Even though it was my first time playing. They, they, they were like, how did you do this? I was, and a lot of it was they were underrating me. Because this is like, oh, this is Fisher's first time. He's not going to be able to play it right. And, and it, we'll, we'll be able to whip him. And, 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 and you know, just leave him there. And we'll, we'll, we'll just second guess him. Eh, you don't second guess me. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun. It was a really cool game. I think that... Um, if I ever get some, a little bit of what I call crazy money, because it's not a game I'd play with my kids. Um, I, I wonder why. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe something I would do with my small group, because we're weird like that. And, yeah, we'd play that. But, yeah, I, I, I would recommend it for adults with no small children. <laughs> but, yeah, we did that, and we played, and we hung out, and just chit-chatted, and... and um, you know, mingled with everybody, and we tried to share games with other people because we weren't the only group in there playing games. So we're like, "Yo, yeah, come over here and you can play our games. If there's anything you want to borrow, just grab it and just put it back when you're done." And you know, everybody else was playing their games that they bought at the convention as well. So it was fun. So you mentioned games bought at the convention. Yes. There's no way that we can't talk about. Both the games that you may have played and the games that you walked away with. Okay, so the game that I played that I ended up buying, and you're going to think it's funny, is I bought Rhino Hero. Rhino Hero. I don't find that funny at all. The best game I've ever played that's a kid's game. It was amazing. So we've been playing it a lot. Um, And so the... You know, we got to play a few other games, so I'll, I'll give you a rundown of the things I've got. Um, I, I ended up getting Outpost Siberia. Um, the way I did that was I conned uh, IDW into giving it to me. Um, I said, we're sitting right next to them. Our booth was right next to theirs. I said, hey, do you got a game we can demo? For people, we'll play it over here at our table for you. And they're like, yeah. And they just sent me a copy of that. And um, and I was like, we'll get it back to you when we're done. He's like, no, you can keep it. I was like, okay. So... I got a copy of Outpost Siberia. Um, uh, there's that word you hate, by the way. Um, <laughs> unauthorized. I did grab me a copy of that because there were extra copies around, even though we gave a copy away. So I grabbed a copy of that. <laughs> then uh, for my I, I, my birthday did happen the Sunday I was there, and I did not expect my team to do this at all. But they bought me a game, Wasteland Express. A couple of them did. I haven't got a chance to play it, but I have opened it, and it's amazing because the, there's a company now that makes these inserts for your games, 
they're these little plastic, they're vacuum formed, and they're like trays, they're game trays, but then they have tops to them so the stuff doesn't fill out. Well, this is the first game that comes with those. Oh yeah, no, I've I've seen those. They are downright gorgeous. Yeah, and I talked to the the, the company while I was there a little bit about the other games. I think the only other game they really have right now is Terraform Terraforming Mars. Right. Um, then I've got Photosynthesis, which I really want to get that out and play it. Pretty trees. And I was able uh, to pick up one game that I'd heard on the Dice Tower, and I thought it was great, which was Mole Rats in Space. A Matt Leacock joint. That. There was a humongous sale at the last of the con, 75% off at Game Salute. So I was able to get HIDE, which stands for Hidden Identity Dice Espionage. Okay, uh, now now tell me tell me a little bit more about that one. I have never even heard of that one. When you mentioned that one, I, I literally had to like look it up just to even see what it was about. Yeah, so I haven't got the rules out to read it yet. Um, I hope Kevin doesn't realize he probably doesn't have this yet, because he'll want it from me. It's full of dice. It's packed full of dice. I think it's kind of like Mastermind. Um, you, you have a set of hidden dice, and they have to figure out the other hidden dice, so I'd have to look that up. But I kind of just grabbed it because it was on sale. Yes, I'm that type of person. <laughs> um there also picked up uh, Click Clack Lumberjack, which when I got home, the first thing I heard out of my kid's mouth was, I want to play Click Clack Lumberjack! So, yeah, we ended up playing that. And then uh, Voodoo and two expansions for it. And it's a game about, you know, you trying to voodoo curse other people. And then I got a gift from our dear friend T.R. Knight. He gave me his copy of Luchador because he didn't play it anymore. The uh, Mexican wrestling dice game. And Which, now, I, I will have to ask. Because I know that at one point, that game comes with a wrestling ring. It does, yes. Do do you it own wrestling said ring. wrestling ring? Yes, it's in the box. <laughs> um, then there is... Uh, let's see here. I did get the Harry Potter expansions box of monsters for the Battle at Hogwarts. And we had to be careful when we play that game because my son's only on book three, so we can't go past chapter three. I've heard that a lot from people that they're they're playing it and they're like, we can't go past this book because someone hasn't finished it yet. <laughs> yes, and I got Dungeon Busters, and right before I left, somebody gave me a copy of Coolin, which is a dice game. It was a Kickstarter. They gave it to me for my birthday. And he brought two copies over. Um, he said, hey, uh, here's your copy, and here's my copy that you need to paint for me. Um, it's C. I I don't know if you ever looked it up. It's C-O-U-L-I-N. It looks kind of interesting, um, and I, I'll need to get that out. Oh, wait. If you're if you're painting them, are those the ones with like the weird faces? Like, it's not even normal dice. It's like weird faces on each one? Like, uh, one's a spider web, one's an eyeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's like yeah. a mouth. Yeah. So I got to paint a set of those for him. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I did buy a set of Gen Con 50th Anniversary Edition dice with the extra D6 that I have to send to New Jersey soon. Ooh, dice sent to me. Yeah, it's for Alyssa. Just kidding. Oh, come Just on. Just kidding. It's for you. It's for you. Sorry, Alyssa. I didn't mean to get your hopes up. <laughs> 
we were te- we were kind of talking before we sat down to actually start recording that that you feel like this trip kind of I don't know changed you that that God was doing something just by you being well, there. And I'll tell you this: um, part of it, it wouldn't. It was a relationship building building for me. Um, you know, my my church has always been kind of supportive of me in the things I do and the weirdness that I have as I like to call it. Uh, but there was one other missionary that is actually a member of my, my personal church that I turned on to game church. And, uh, he, uh, yeah, we, we talk and talk about video games and stuff. And, uh, he, he, he was a really nice guy and just being on the trip with him, uh, allowed me to spend more time with him and talk to him and get to know his heart. And I made a really close friend out of that. And, then also another guy that went with us, uh, a local guy, um, you know, we, it kind of rekindled an old friendship there that, you know, we were able to spend time together, talk and, and as well and play games together. And it, it really helped us out a lot, um, for, for our friendship. And I did see a lot of things happen there between just the missionaries that, um, you know, just, made me realize why, and, and I can't really go into detail with some of the stuff, but, um, just really helped me realize that these, this is re- really to me the reasons why we go. It's not for ourselves. I mean, not for others, but it's for ourselves because we go out there doing what God wants us to do, but that's when God changes us. If we're listening to God and doing what God wants us to do in one aspect, he's going to change us in another aspect because that's how he uses you, the best way to put this, that's how he, you know, you, we can read the word all day long, but until we put it in action, we're not going to get it. And, and, and God uses that, us putting it into action to actually change us, whether it's, you know, through learning to pray better, um, you know, learning to fellowship better, um, and, or just being there for somebody just to cry. Uh, we did have some, guys that come up to the booth that wanted prayer for some really horrible things going on in their life. And just, I didn't even take them off the floor because I, I took them behind, because we had a wall booth and I took them behind the curtain and I said, you just come over here. We had like two foot behind the curtain and I just let them talk and cry. And I cried with them and I prayed with them and it was crazy. The, um, and I'd given him my phone number. I hadn't heard back from him yet. I hopefully, if everything's going all right, that's great. But if he, I told him if he needed me to call me um, at any time. So, and it's just some random guy, you know, that I gave that number to. And, um, and then we had a few like that. So, and it, you know, and I'm not trying to act like I'm in deep, deep here, but it's something about going on a trip, even. Even with this, even a video game mission trip or a board game mission trip or going to a third world country to dig ditches and build build wells, you know, it's going to change you no matter what. Well, it, it's definitely interesting to me just the, the way you said it, the way that it, it's it's when we put ourselves in, in what God wants us to be doing and when, when we are we place ourselves in that, that place where we are trying to be and do exactly what God has us to be and do. Like it's, it really is an interesting, 
I don't know. It, it it really is just it's a transformation there. I mean, if you're you're just not you're not doing stuff for yourself anymore while you're doing that. You're serving others, and that I mean that does transform you. And people don't realize how much it does transform you when you start serving other people because you're not thinking about yourself anymore. But yet you're doing, and, and I tell people, I said, even though you're not thinking about yourself, what you're doing right now is for yourself. You're doing everything here for yourself, but yet you're still doing it for God as well. And um, and that's that's where you get the transformation because you don't, you know, God just uses it. I can't really put it any other way. Sorry. <laughs> Well, no, I, and it's it. There's part of me that 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 kind of, you know, balks at the idea of you're doing this for yourself, just because of the fact that that we put our own stuff on that. Like, yeah, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I want to feel awesome and be good and all that. But that's I don't think that that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is is basically that yeah, you're doing this thing because God wants you to. And yeah. in the process of doing that activity, you find yourself being changed. Like, and yeah, and it's it's you know, and it, it's not that you feel good about it. I mean, yeah, there's good times, but you know, if the weight of what was being put on me at this convention with these people and the discussions that I was having and stuff, I was hurting a lot of the time there. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I had fun. I got to see friends. I got to hang out with TR. I got to see Kevin, um, you know, and uh, James from uh, Game Science, who's also in the tavern and things like that, and and Drew. Um, you see, I got to see these people and spend time with these people, but deep down inside, I was hurting for a lot more of the people that I was seeing at the con and talking to at the con. And, and you know, it, it makes you kind of be, I guess, introspective about that. But uh, I usually I do this when whenever I talk to because I, I did youth ministry for years and I it got to the point where where kids would both loathe and look forward to doing this because anytime one of them would go on a trip where it wasn't like all the group or anything like that it wasn't like like the entire youth group is going on a field trip to do X it was like when one or two of them said I'm gonna go and do a thing yeah I would always get them like the day they got back. And I would look at him and I would ask the same question. If you can only tell me one story, what would it be? And, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit to give you some time to think about it to, to, so for those listening at home can understand why I do this. Because when you go to an event like this, when you go to, I mean, not necessarily just something like Gen Con, though Gen Con can be just overwhelming with stories and craziness. The, when you go to, to any kind of ministry based thing, any kind of epic trip where you're surrounded by amazing people and amazing sights and you're seeing God do really cool things, it's really easy to be overwhelmed by the amount of stories that surround you in that. So what I do is, is that I, I ask that question to kind of give a minute to kind of evaluate all the stuff and really find the thing that hits home. The, the absolute, this is the one thing I'm going to walk away from. Now, sometimes, sometimes they were silly and sometimes they were just deeply moving, but it, 
it gave me insight every time I did it into the experience that that individual had because that one story is what sticks with them. So I've given you enough time. I have stalled enough for you. Daniel, Uh, if you could only tell me one story of your Gen Con trip, what would it be? Um, oh man, if I could only tell you one story, um, yeah, okay, um, I was having a rough day, I think it was like day two, um, and you know the other Daniel Fisher in the tavern, yep, he was there, I got to meet him, we got to spend some time together, got to meet him and Stefan Picorni of Dwarvenaut, actually gave Stefan a hug, but I was having a little rough a bit, and um, we had went to go see uh, Drew about acquiring some dice for a uh, charity D&D game. And so, when we were getting ready to separate ways, um, we prayed for each other. In the middle of the convention floor, we just found a spot where nobody was at, and we prayed for each other. That we would pray that we would stay safe and stay healthy, and um, that we would have a great convention and, of course, could see each other again. And, you know, and it was just amazing, you know, to, to you know, run into somebody from the tavern. I knew he was going to be there, I, I, but, I mean, it wasn't like a run-in. I mean, he, he initially came and sat down at the table and just looked at me because I was sitting there playing games. I'm like, hey, it's you. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? The the meet, the great meeting of the Daniel Fishers. Yes, it, we almost thought the world was going to vacuum in on itself. So, like, you know, because we were there together and we were messing with people a little bit too. Um, so, but yeah, just just to talk to him and and pray with him was you know we, we you know we joke around a lot that we're both Daniel Fishers. Our moms had the same names and everything. And we, we joke around and mess with people, especially Derek, or we used to mess with Derek a lot. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, it was just, just being able to, to pray with him. And that, that's the one thing that's going to stick out with me for that entire convention was that he took the time to stop and pray with me in the busy convention where he had to get back because people were looking at his product and making offers on pieces of his product. He had a table there. He had literally uh, four of his tables there combined together because they all connect together to make one humongous table. And people were saying, I'm buying this section after the convention. And they were coming up and buying them off of him while he was there. And and he was taking orders and things like that. And him just to step away from that, just to spend time. And it, you know, it happened again with TR as well. TR... You know, he prayed for, I think he prayed with me more than anybody. It's just the one, and and I'm not saying anything bad about that, but just with Daniel, just inside the entire commotion of all of it, you know? I I can imagine that that must have been an interesting experience just to be able to do that, like, on the show floor. Yeah. Because the Gen Con show floor is a crazy thing on any given year, let alone apparently this year with the turnstile numbers being insane yes they were very insane it's all your fault my partner for not how, doing. how is it my <laughs> fault if anything you i there. decreased the number <laughs> you need you, you know if you were there nobody else i'm just kidding <laughs> everybody would have been there too we need to go to that convention together by the way 
I, I was bummed. There, I, there were so many times I found myself being in a very weird place because I both desperately wanted to be there, and at the same point, I would see the crowds and I would see the insanity, and and I would see all the the posts about people having a hard time actually even getting to the convention center because they had to park so they, they had to park and drive and and stay so far away. There were there were times I'm like, no, I'm I'm glad I'm 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 gonna enjoy Gen Kent this year. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I didn't have that many issues parking because we always left early to park, and I did pay a little bit more for parking. Well, wait, let me rephrase that. Game Church paid a little bit more. For Game parking. Church, <laughs> because I like I like parking over there next to the Crown in the underground garage. Right, it's just a better garage, and it, and everybody's like, well, I found parking for. XYZ and they end up paying $30 for one day and I'm like well I just paid 25 bucks the entire day <laughs> but yeah it was it was it was really good yeah it was amazing it was an amazing trip um you know and and I, I don't know how things are going to play out next year uh right now on my plate I'm not going uh we've got Gary Con coming up and I've told my wife that's really the that plus Plus, Tyron Con's the only convention I want to do next year. Aww, Daniel. I want to be there, man. I want to do my dangest to be there because I've never been to Jersey outside of landing in your airport. Outside of and, and really, that that's not a that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, I, I I've I've lived here most of my natural life. I I do have a deep love for this state, but dear Lord, if your only experience is Newark International Airport, you need to just you need to expand that. That is not a fun airport. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the best airport, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and and I, I told the, you know, them I was like, if you know, if I can't make it this this coming year, um, let me help pick out the team leader because you need to have an interesting dynamic. And I'm not saying that I had the great dynamic for it, but to, to have someone that knows what they're doing when it comes to board games and stuff. And uh, you know, I, I had fun with Wambier and and Brooks as well. Uh, Brooks is like a big kid. Um, Jake Brooks, if you're listening, I love you. Um, but you remember in high school, the little game you would play where you make the circle with your finger and you'd have, somebody had to stick their finger in it really quick or you'd hit them? No, I don't, I can't say I've ever played such a game. Well, yeah, you'd always like have, have your, your, your index and your thumb making that little circle hoping your friend would see it and, you know, either they, they try to, you know, stick their finger in it beforehand, or uh, they go, ah, and then you can just punch them. It's all he did. He would <laughs> sit there and play this game the entire time. He's like, hey, can you hand me that paper right there? And when you look down at his hand point, it's that, that thing. And, and you're like, stop it. Stop it. Let's act like adults now. <laughs> but he is a youth minister. I'll give him that. <laughs> there are certain things that come with the territory. Yeah. And one of his guys were there from his youth group, and it was really interesting to to meet this kid. Um, he was very quiet, and he started opening it towards the end. And uh, he started, he bought his he bought a copy of Mice and Mystics. I said it's a it's a pretty horrible game. Um, he's like, really? I was like, no, I got it. I like it. How about to say <laughs> you better be lying, otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down. I told him he should get a copy of Tail Feathers while he was at it, but I think he was broke after that point. He didn't realize board games cost so much. <laughs> they 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 do do that. Yeah, I I am curious because I know that 
based on on who was on the team, like I, I don't know everybody, but I do know a number of people. And it seems like there were at least a handful of folks who board games were not really their thing. They were going yeah. there as part of the game church team, but they, they weren't necessarily, uh, you know, as familiar with the whole board gaming thing. Yeah, um, you had the Camerons. The Camerons were um, were not really that familiar with board games because, you know, uh, they they do a lot of playing other games online over at Game Church. And uh, then Ben Ben Hartstock, he uh, he was the guy from my church that I got to build a really good relationship with. But he's a hardcore Nintendo, Minecraft, Pokemon person. And he bought his first board, his real first board game, other than Pokemon cards, there. And um, yeah, he bought actually two games. And uh, he's gonna come over when he gets back from vacation, and we're gonna try to play one of them and spend some time together. Then uh, let's see here, Chad. Oh yeah, Chad bought me. I, I didn't realize this, but Chad was my secret Santa. Last year, and he was the guy that got me all the wonderful expansions to zombies, and 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 Machi Koro, and and I'm, I know I'm totally doing the wrong thing when it comes to Secret Santas, but for my birthday, he bought me more expansions for zombies. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he bought me a bag of hearts and a bag of bullets. Zombies proving to be the game where the expansions never end. Yeah, and well, they technically it's going to have to because they just released the box for everything, and you know you can't only fit so much into that box. So, so one thing that that is is kind of sitting with me as as I sit here listening to you talk about the the experience you had there, I think there's something that I don't know. I, I do kind of want to jump ship a little bit to okay. not just the game church trip to Gen Con, but a post that just happened recently in, I believe it was the crew that went to Dragon Con. Yes. Lee and John Opson and a few other, John's wife. Uh, I love Lee too. I love Lee and John. I, I haven't met uh, in chat, chat of course, um, but I haven't got to meet the others yet in real life. So, but yeah, uh, are you talking about the uh, post that Waltney put up about? Yes. Do, do you want to, share what no what I'll, got I'll, I'll i'll let you i'll let you do that well the like i said neither neither of us were there but this story kind of made me think a lot about what daniel's talking about here the the short version of the post is is that i believe it was a mom and her kid and at now now dragon con if you've never been to dragon con it is a 24 7 party uh, with elaborate costumes and craziness. Yes. And I, I have some very good friends who are at Dragon Con this year. And it apparently drew a whole bunch of protesters. It always does on Saturdays. Yes. It particularly brought in the Turner Burn, You're All Going to Hell, uh, Christian protesters. And this one, this one woman was just getting berated by this protester and, and saying that, that she was leading her, her kids straight to hell. And it just so happened that the, the guys from game church were right there, uh, and basically said, Hey, you know, we want you to know that, that God loves you. And they didn't like shove a Bible in her face, but 
basically just said, you know, hey, you got you guys want to come hang out? We're we're playing games here, and we want you to know that God loves you. And in that moment, uh, the person who was recounting the story basically said that he saw her grab one of the the they have the little gamer Bibles, which is essentially a Gospel of John. And she grabbed that Gospel of John and started reading it as they were hanging out there in the booth. And it it made me think about when when I said, you know, what's your what's your one story if you can only tell one story? And you said it was about praying in the middle of the the convention hall. And I think that that one thing uh, that it's not a new kind of thing for me. It's something that I've always known. It's something how I've always kind of viewed as the overarching thing whenever I've gone to a convention and, and even now as as inroads officially is going to a, f- a handful of conventions here and there mm-hmm. it's the idea that there's something about be about being part of the community you're trying to speak to very important about being not not just being there, to do a thing, not just being there to tell people about God, not just being there to, to speak about a thing, but to really be a part of what's going on and to speak from within that. And as, as this goes on, as more and more of these conventions happen, as more stories keep piling up, as we get our own versions of stories like this, I think that there's something important there. It's the, it, it really is the underlying thing to a lot of what we end up doing. A lot of the policies we have, things like the no preaching rule and stuff like that. It, it reminded me of this idea that when you're speaking to a person, your voice is magnified exponentially when that person thinks that you are there with them, that you are there. Right. As a as a part of the same people that attention to you more, yeah, because because it so many a lot of the reason that people start talking bad about church folk is that they feel like church folk aren't talking to them; they're talking at them or down to them or down to them. I actually had there was a one time I can't remember which convention it was. It was probably San Diego Comic Con, but somebody posted a picture of a protester. And it was this really cheesy pun. It's like, don't get comic conned. Yeah, that was, I remember that one. And, and the person commented on it and basically said, you know, you know, you shouldn't talk down. You shouldn't talk bad about somebody who's trying to, to do work like that for God. And I, I, tr- I did my, my, level best and and I don't know maybe the person's listening right now and they can comment on whether I succeeded or not but my big thing was was that I hoped I was wrong I hoped I was wrong in my my calling out of that person and that method I hoped that they had many stories of people who saw that sign and and came and said oh oh really I want to know more about this Jesus that you talk about I've never seen that word I, I haven't either. I, I have not, I, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But there's part of me that sometimes feels like, like Abraham going like, like, no, seriously, I can produce one, one good person. <laughs> yeah. 
if, if I can just do that. And, and, and again, I don't, I, everybody's methodology is different. Everybody's methodology of how they do things is different. Um, it, it's always entertaining when we talk about game church, like the way they do things at a convention is not the way we do things at our game days. You want to know why? Because our methodology is different. That does not mean that either one is right and the other one is wrong. They are different methodologies for different purposes to do different things. And I, I don't want to be like attacking a methodology just because it's different than mine, but there's this, there's this aspect that, that keeps ringing true to me is that that guy was not speaking to people. He was actually speaking down to them. He was saying that, that you are stupid and foolish and you need to get right with Jesus. And that never works. I've never seen that work to, to do that. I mean, like, and in, in the, the modern church, or I, I'm just going to bring this up, not, not my, the, the altar call, the, the modern altar call that we see today is only about 100 years old. Maybe 120 years old. It started back then when they would tell people to come forward, and they that's when the fire and brimstone preachers started. You know, you're going to go to hell if you don't turn to God. And that would scare people. If they're willing to come into the church to that point to listen to that, then they would use that, and it just got really popular because it was effective at that time. But people are still, they're trying to take that methodology from the church into the um, the community. And it doesn't work because, one, you've got somebody that's actually going into the church to hear that. So they're already to a point where they're ready to listen. But um, it, it just, it never works when you're outside of the church. I've never seen that work. Well, and, and it's always the interesting thing because there is this weird dichotomy that happens here. Because, yes, that's part of I – mean, you, you don't have the gospel if you don't have the need for salvation. Right. If, you, if you're not willing to put out there like, hey, by the way, this is why this had to happen because we are all in this place. Like that has to be there. Right. But there's a distinct difference – from and, and and this was a conversation that I've had very recently. It's and it even happened when the, I posted up that picture of the of the guy saying, you know, don't get comic conned. I said the big problem that I have with people who are doing that is not that they're doing it. It's the fact that they're doing it from a place of I'm better than you, right? And when you do that from a place of I'm better than you, you don't have an honest understanding of the gospel. Because an honest understanding of the gospel understands that we are all on the same plane here. And, and you lose all footing uh, to these people. I mean, that they may have had some respect for you beforehand, but they don't know. That's, that's my opinion. And, no, no, you you're you're 100% right but it goes i think it goes even beyond that because a lot of times i think we try to preach the gospel without understanding what the gospel actually is right about what it actually means 
when we say these things. Because I think, and, and I can't say that I'm not guilty of this from time to time too, but it, it's something that I have been working on steadily over a large swath of years that you can't come at somebody from a place of I'm better than you. You can't come from a place of, Oh, I have the hidden knowledge. I have the thing. I, I, I have everything in a place that is so much infinitely better because, (laughs) because, because you have none of that. Yeah. And, and that I think is, is an important thing. Like, when we start saying I, I am this and I am this and I have this and I, it is given to you. Yeah. Everything that you have, everything that you rely upon, everything that is good and decent and right in you. Yeah. And none of it's earned. Even though we do kind of get that things like, look what I've done. They've right. not done anything. Like it is not, you know, cause some people will, will, Look at the, at what we do, and we'll say things like, "Well, you don't get to the heart of the gospel." In fact, I I already know, and 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 I am not even going to kind of take anybody to the table on this one. So I will, you know, use my usual vagaries. But there was a forum that I'm a part of that they said, "Oh, look, I saw these game church guys at Gen Con," and then proceeded to have like a huge thread about how they're not cool. How they're not cool with game church, how they're not cool with the way they do things and all that. And yeah, I, I don't, the big thing that, that I always kind of see happening and maybe always is too strong word, but a lot of times what I end up seeing happening is that people are, are automatically going to this place of this is superior. I am superior. Even if they won't say I am, they say we are. And I don't think you really understand the gospel if you're coming at it from a place of, of I, I am fundamentally better than you because I know this. Because to really know this is to understand that everything that we have is from God. That our salvation is from God, our sanctification, our, our daily ability to do anything worthy of praise is from God. And that all of us, regardless of where we find ourselves at any given moment, is desperately in need of his salvation. Desperately. Whether you've been, whether you've never set foot in a church a day in your life, or you've been there your entire day, every day since your birth, you've, you've gone to school, you've gone into ministry, you've done all this stuff. Hundreds of people have come to faith. In both cases, both those individuals are desperately in need of God. And I think that 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 mentality is what's required to, to share the gospel in a way that, that, that is moving in a way that shows God to people. It's the understanding of I'm with you in this. It's, it's an, a, a full understanding that I'm not, gi- I'm not giving you something to, to bring you to the place that I am. It's, 
I need to show you God because I know I need him and I know you do too. Yeah, it's, to me it's more of a, look what I learned about God and let me teach it to you because you can enjoy God in this way as well that I do. Right. And yeah. it, it, it may seem like such a minor like bit of semantics to some people. But I really don't think it's it's some it's I mean it is semantics, but it's not minor. The idea that that we are not pulling people up to be where we are. We are introducing somebody to the God who has transformed us and is still transforming us and is we are still lost without. That we have not crossed some kind of great threshold where we no longer daily need to be at the at the foot of Christ. That's right. <laughs> I agree with everything you said 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example for me today. I actually delivered the gospel to um, a friend of mine that I paint with, and um, somebody I've been praying for, and I actually met him because I was a fan of his work. And I told him, I said, this, you know, because he grew up in a very Catholic, you know, area. And, um, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Catholics either. But um, to him, he's only got one viewpoint of the nuns and all this thing of kids growing up in, in Catholic churches. And and um, a lot of what we see on TV is what he thinks is is really going on. And... And I'm like, well, no, it's not that at all. Um, and this is what I had the same issues that he had with a lot of this. And I told him, I said, you know, it's about knowing your father, man. That's, that's just the easiest way to put it is to know that there's, because he has a young, young daughter. And I said, there's those warm fuzzies you feel for your daughter when you hold her and realize you would do anything for her, realize you would spend all your time working to just take care of her, you know, that's pretty much the way God feels for us. Except it's like a million times more intense. And what my relationship with God, it grew when I realized that. And, you know, it took a kid for me to have a kid to understand that truly. And, 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 you know, that's why it's conveying to him. It's just, it's just a, story about you trying to get back to your dad this is a personal story and he's like it's never been brought to me that way before you know and we're still praying for him though but it's just it's all different you know everybody has a different experience of the cross and we need to move people towards what you know really and truly moved us towards the cross and not what we think it is because what got you to the cross is a lot different than what you think got you to the cross sometimes. And and you have to be very um, um, introspective about that as well. And, and spend time pondering how you got there. And I'll be quiet, but that's, that's just my two cents in the whole thing. Yeah, well, I think that's a good place to kind of wrap things up and end another episode here. Uh, Daniel, it is good to have you back after your, your week of, of 
recuperating, shall we say? <laughs> yes, I missed you, Mike, so much, and I'm so excited to be back, guys. And you know, I know I've been quiet in the tavern, but that's you know because I've been sick and getting ready for trips and things like that. And hopefully, we can get things going again and get some online games going. <coughs> or it's Waterdeep, um, and all that wonderful goodness. Now that I'm back. Yeah, it, it's true. Lords of Waterdeep has, in fact, infected the tavern pretty significantly. <laughs> as as has Star Realms, apparently. My my phone has been jumping lately like it hasn't been in ages. I got that, too. I should play that with you guys. It's a good game. <laughs> but you can, always, you can always find us at the tavern. You can go to Facebook and just find us at the tavern. You can also find uh, links to that on our website, inroadsministries.com. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff happening on Twitter and Instagram and all the great stuff. Uh, hopefully I know that he has been recording the, the bards bardening, uh, Jeff Romo will at some point, hopefully the, the clouds will part and he'll be able to put together some more YouTube stuff. I'm hoping that in the fairly near future, uh, I'll be able to up my, my YouTube game as well and get some more stuff on there. Yes, uh, me too more content for you guys. Uh, video oh. production takes significantly longer than podcast production and podcast production takes a really long time. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, hopefully we'll have lots of good content and, and soon on the Twitch channel as well. Yeah. We're going to be going all over the place. So, and, and I will say, uh, I know it's severely early. I know there is a lot of time between now and then, but, uh, I, will be at PAX Unplugged. I, however, sadly, will only be there for Saturday. Uh, however, our our other board member, Sean, Sean will be there for all three days. And the likelihood is that if, if this goes well, if this trip goes as well as I hope it will, and that this con is as good an experience as I hope it will, this might be a con that you'll see inroads at a lot more often because of the fact that both Sean and I are pretty local. So, uh, hopefully that'll be, that'll be good. Uh, I will throw out one plug partly because, you know, uh, he, he was on saving the game plugging me. So I figured it's only right that I would return the favor. Uh, if you are looking for a convention with really cool people that is coming up in the near future, uh, bleeds in October, uh, look up save against fear. It is a, it is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And, uh, it is put on by the, the good people at the Bodana group. And it's just a really good time of being able to, to hang out and play some awesome games with some awesome people. So definitely check that out. It's a smaller local con, which means that you'll won't have to nearly fight any of the crowds that you would at these bigger things. All right. I think that does it. Daniel, do you have anything else that you want to, to tag on here is stuff you're working on stuff that you people might want to find? Uh, not really, uh, other than uh, just hopefully we can get some more games going and get people online and playing D&D with us. Alrighty. Well, that said, we will end this episode as we've ended so many before. Always remember, God is the Game Master. No matter how the dice fall, the game plays on. <laughs>